This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. And we do appreciate those of you who are watching today, especially if you may be watching for the very first time. We have many of you who watch every time we're on the air. We appreciate that as well. Now today, we're going to be discussing what I think is a very fundamental thing taught in the Bible. We want to talk about the miracles of Jesus as being proof of His divinity. You know, Jesus was went about performing various kinds of miracles, and we'll talk about some of those kinds of miracles today. But the miracles that Jesus performed prove that He was, in fact, the divine Son of God. We'll discuss that today. But now on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. We have uh, thousands and thousands of people all over the world that are studying this uh, Bible correspondence course, and we want you to have it as well. In order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive it, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm going to be reading from John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. And truly... Jesus did many other signs in the presence of His disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. A miracle is an act of God in which God works aside from His natural laws. God has certain laws in nature. For example, there's a law of gravity. There are other laws of God. But a miracle is when God works aside from His natural or established laws. A, a miracle on the part of the Lord is not a greater display of His power than ordinary processes. Raising someone from the dead demonstrates no greater power than creating the person to begin with. A and multiplying a few loaves and fish it is no greater power than God making the grain from which the bread is made and creating the fish in the first place. And restoring someone's health requires no greater power on the part of God than giving someone good health 
to begin with. There are times when uh, the miracles of our Lord display a reversal of nature's course. For example, in Matthew chapter 14, there is the occasion when Jesus Christ was walking on the water. Well, I think that most of us would have to agree that that's a reversal of nature's course. Normally, when you step into water, you're going to sink. But so that was a reversal of it. Jesus defied the law of gravity when he walked on that water. And so Jesus Christ performed miracles that proved he was, in fact, the Son of God. Now, miracles in the Bible are sometimes referred to in, uh, with other words. Sometimes they are called wonders. For example, in Acts the second chapter and in verse 43, there the Bible says that many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. Sometimes they are referred to as signs. In uh, Mark, the 16th chapter and verse 20, they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Sometimes they are referred to as powers, as in Acts, the 6th chapter and in verse 8. There the Bible says that Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Actually, all three of those words are found in that same passage. Wonders, signs, and powers. And so those are terms to, uh, that are used in the New Testament that refer to miracles. Now, Jesus performed a variety of miracles. For example, Jesus uh, performed miracles dealing with his power over material things. For instance, there was the occasion when Jesus Christ calmed the tempest. I don't believe there's any of us that are able to stop a hurricane or a tornado, but Jesus Christ had the power over the tempest. There were uh, miracles that Jesus performed showing his power over physical needs. For instance, he turned water into wine at the marriage feast in Cana of Galilee in John chapter 2. Jesus Christ was showing his power over a physical need. Then there was the occasion when he had fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two small fish. Then there was the occasion when he fed 4,000 with seven loaves, and the Bible says just a few fish. And so Jesus showed his power over physical need. There were those miracles that Jesus performed that reflected his love and his compassion. For example, he healed those who were lepers. You remember the story in the Bible about Jesus healing ten lepers. And there was only one that came back to glorify God to say thank you for having been healed of leprosy. But Jesus healed those with leprosy. Jesus cast out demons. Jesus Christ healed those that were crippled. Jesus caused those that were deaf to be able to hear. Jesus caused those that were blind 
to be able to see. So he performed miracles that showed his love and his compassion for people. And then there were miracles where Jesus raised the dead. There are only three examples in the New Testament of where Jesus Christ ever raised anyone from the dead. There is the widow's son in Luke the seventh chapter. There is the daughter of Jairus in Mark the fifth chapter and the raising of Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11. Jesus only raised three people from the dead according to the New Testament. But he, he performed a variety of miracles. He performed miracles dealing with material things, physical needs. He performed miracles that showed his love, his compassion for people. And he performed miracles where he raised the dead. Now, Jesus Christ is a miracle-working Lord. But what are the characteristics of the healing miracles that Jesus performed? First of all, Jesus healed all type diseases, all kinds of diseases. Leprosy actually was a disease. He healed that. When Jesus performed miracles, he had instantaneous cures. It happened instantly. It did not happen over a period of time. It happened instantly. And when Jesus performed miracles, it did not always require faith on the part of the one being healed. And when Jesus performed miracles, they were complete cures. And his miracles also were acknowledged even by those who were his enemies. Why, even on the day of Pentecost, when the apostle Peter was preaching about Jesus, and he preached that he was a man of, sent from God, and, he, and the Father acknowledged him with signs and wonders and mighty deeds. And he said, as ye yourselves also know. That's in the 22nd verse of Acts chapter 2. These people who had cried out for the death of Jesus did not deny the fact that Jesus Christ performed miracles. For in all probability, they had seen some of those miracles that he performed. But another characteristic of the miracles of Jesus Christ is not a single one of them was ever done for material gain. Jesus did not pass the plate before a miracle was performed. So those are the characteristics of Jesus' miracles. All kinds of diseases, instantaneous cures. The person did not always have to have faith. They were complete cures. They were acknowledged by his enemies and they were not done for material gain. But now let's raise a question. What was the purpose of the miracles of Jesus? And one of the very first things that we must mention is it was, they were performed to create faith. Not because men already had it, but they were performed that men might have it. Let's go back to the verses that we read in the very beginning in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. 
And truly, Jesus did many other signs, that would be a miracle, in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written. Why are these miracles recorded in the Gospel of John? That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in His name. And so the miracles of Jesus were to create faith in people so that they would believe in Him. Someone says, do you believe in miracles? I would have to say, yes, I believe in the miracles of Jesus performed. I believe in the miracles the apostles performed. I believe in the miracles that were performed by those upon whom apostles had laid their hands. And the purpose of miracles, one purpose was to create faith. Now another purpose for miracles was to confirm that what they were teaching was true. Go to Mark the 16th chapter and verse 20 again. And this passage has reference to the apostles. And it says, and they went out. Who went out? It was the apostles who went out. If you'll go back to the uh, earlier in this uh, chapter to about verse 14, you'll find that he was talking to the apostles. And, and, uh, and he told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel and so forth. And then down in verse 20, he says, and they went out. Who went out? Well, these apostles went out. They went out, why? To go into all the world and preach the gospel. And they went out and preached everywhere. They went out and preached everywhere. Well, what were they preaching? They were preaching the gospel. And Jesus said, go preach the gospel. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. So they went out and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word. They didn't have the Bible in written form like you and I have it today. And in order that men might know that what they were teaching was from the Lord, there were certain signs that they would perform that in order to confirm the word. Listen to it. And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. You see, one of the purpose of the miracles of our Lord and the miracles that the apostles performed was to confirm the word. Listen to Hebrews chapter 2 verses 3 and 4. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was, listen to the word, confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to His own word, to His own will. Now, the word was confirmed. By what was it confirmed? Well, according to verse 4, it was confirmed with signs and wonders, with miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to the will of God. And so the purpose of miracles was for the creation of faith. It was to confirm the word of God. And the miracles that Jesus performed were credentials of his Messiahship. In John the third chapter in verse 2, Nicodemus said to Jesus, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God. For, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God 
be with him. And so Jesus Christ performed miracles and they prove that he was a man sent from God. But the miracles that our Lord performed revealed that he was a man of love and that he was a man of compassion. Think about some of the miracles that our Lord performed when he would turn, uh, take a few loaves and fish and feed a multitude of people. It was because of his love and compassion for those that were hungry that he did that. Think about when he raised his friend Lazarus from the dead. When Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, he groaned in his spirit. And the Bible says that Jesus wept, John eleven thirty five. But he wept because his friend had died. He wept because he was mourning with these the sisters of Lazarus. He, 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 he wept because he knew he was going to bring Lazarus back from the dead and bring him back into a world of sin, suffering, and sorrow, and that he would have to die all over again. Jesus performed miracles and they showed his love and his compassion. But the miracles of Jesus prove his preeminence and his power. In Matthew the 8th chapter and verse 17, the question is asked, What sort of man is this that even the winds and sea obey him? Well, I ask you, what sort of man is he that even the winds and the sea obey him? Well, I'll tell you what sort of a man he is. He's a man of power and a man of preeminence. In Matthew, the 14th chapter, in verse 33, the statement is made, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. And He indeed is. He has power. He is as powerful today as He was when He raised Lazarus from the dead. You see in Matthew 28, 18, the Bible says that all power, all authority has been given unto Him in heaven and on earth. But are miracles such as were performed by Jesus, such as were performed by the apostles, and such as were performed by those upon whom apostles had laid their hands, are those kinds of miracles being done today. Every age of man began with miraculous interventions. You think about the patriarchal age. The patriarchal age began with all of the various miracles involved in the creation of the world. God spoke and it was done. It was done miraculously. You think about the Jewish age and how the Jewish age began by miracles. You think about all of the ten plagues that were brought upon the land of Egypt when the children of Israel were enslaved in the land of Egypt. You think about the fact that when they came to the Red Sea, that the God parted the waters of the Red Sea through a miracle. And they're out in the wilderness and God fed them in a miraculous way. And when they came to cross the Jordan River, the Lord parted the waters of the Jordan River in a miraculous way. 
And then they came to take the city of Jericho. And they were given a battle strategy, not a very uh, common battle strategy in our time, I don't believe. They were told to go around the city one time for six days. And on the seventh day, go around it seven times and shout and blow the horn. And that then the walls began to fall down. That was a miracle. And so every age, the patriarchal age began with miracles. The Jewish age began with miracles. And also the Christian age in which we live began by miracles. Think first of all about the birth of John the Baptist. You think about the birth of our Lord. You think about uh, those during Jesus' ministry. And we've mentioned the various miracles that Jesus performed. And the miracle of miracles was the resurrection of our Lord from the dead. He was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, Romans 1.4. And then there were the miracles done by the apostles. Acts 2.43, many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. In Acts the ninth chapter, the apostle Peter raised Dorcas from the dead. And so every age of Bible history began by miracles. Now some think that to say God is not now working miracles is to diminish His power. But nothing could be further from the truth. You know, God brought the first man and woman into existence by means of miraculous power. That was back in the patriarchal age. But, but God never intended to keep bringing men and women into existence by miraculous creation. No, there is a process. And, and the first pair were told to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish the earth. And so it takes a man and a woman to bring a child into the world in their family. And that is the way that God intended today. He's not creating babies in a miraculous way. And if it were miraculous, then uh, there would not be the need for the seed of the man nor the seed of the woman. Now, Christianity was established by means of miraculous power. For example, the New Testament came to us by means of miraculous power. That is, the apostles and the inspired men were endowed with or inspired by the Holy Spirit to write down what the Bible said. John 16, 13. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he shall guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but that whatsoever he heareth, that shall he speak. They didn't have the Bible to read. They were making the Bible. And they were inspired to write down all truth. All truth inspired. We do not have men so inspired today to write down anything because that was given by Jesus. He sent the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit guided these men in the revealing of all religious truth. And but the fact of the matter is, by the time the last inspired person died, all religious truth had been revealed to the world. The, the, you think about the birth of Jesus. Jesus was born... Of, of Mary. We refer to it as the virgin birth. 
Well, his birth, the actual birth, was, was like any other birth. That is, he came into the world like any other child comes into the world. But the thing that was miraculous about it was the conception. He was conceived in her womb without the seed of man being involved. You think about Jesus' resurrection. He was raised from the dead by the power of God, the miracle of all miracles. And there is ascension back to heaven. Can you imagine standing where those uh, disciples stood and seeing the Lord just go up in the air and back into heaven according to Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And then God now governs us by law. He now governs us by His law, and it is called the gospel. And today, we have the seed. We have the seed of the kingdom. And you sow this seed in the hearts of honest men and women, and then that seed produces fruit. So Christianity was established by miraculous power, just like the first pair were created by miraculous power, but now there is God's law in the physical realm of the way that people are born, the way people come into the world is through His law of procreation. And in the spiritual realm, that God has a law. And no longer do we have that which uh, they had in the New Testament when they were revealing the truth and when Christianity had its beginning. So today, we have the Bible. The Bible is the Word of God that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. This is the law. And when we obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, it brings us into a saving relationship with our Lord. We're to believe the gospel. Romans 1.16 says it is the power of God to save. And when we obey the gospel, we obey the gospel by believing in Christ and by being baptized. Jesus said, go ye into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The word gospel means good news. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Would you as a penitent believer in Jesus Christ be willing to confess you believe in Him and be baptized into Him today, that's the way we become New Testament Christians. That's the way we become the children of God. Now, in the next few seconds, let me encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. You will find people who believe the gospel. And I want to urge you to do that. And until we meet again, May the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 
1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>